the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You may think you've got one job, but God says you're a farmer. We'll talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. Hi there, and again, welcome to Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Our pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, takes us to Luke chapter 8 today, verses 4 through 15, as we focus in on the calling God has placed on each and every one of us as believers in Christ. It's our heavenly vocation, if you will. We're farmers. I know you may be a doctor, a banker, a homemaker, but we are all, in God's economy, farmers. Let's talk about that. I am a sower. That is the message today here on Times of Refreshing. Once again now, here's Pastor Napoleon. He says when temptation comes, because now the devil's going to come and whisper to you, oh, you don't need to do that. Why do you want you to give that up? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you mean he said you can't have sex until you get married? He's tripping. That's what the devil is. He don't understand because he married. He's got a wife. He don't get it. Well, I don't just, I don't just love her for sex. You better ask somebody. Can I have an amen, y'all? But that's what the devil does. He'll start talking. He'll start talking. And when temptation comes, because a person doesn't have a good root system, they're not grounded. They haven't given fully up and said, man, whatever it takes, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I don't care if I got to be single. I don't care if God want me to put this down. I don't care if I got to stop this. I don't care if I got to be something. I don't care. I want God in my life, and I don't care. I want God. But saints, what happens, what happens is people, they get excited when they hear the good stuff. Everybody followed Jesus for the fishes and the loaves. Every follow, everybody followed Jesus when, when he was healing bodies. But when he started headed to the cross and it started getting a little heavier and it started getting weightier and it started requiring a little bit more, people start leaving Jesus. And so for us, we have to see this. When we're ministering to people, some people will get excited and they get happy. But you have to remind them you gotta you got to consider the cost if you're going to walk with Jesus. Because it's not always going to be a good road. It's not always going to feel good. You're not always going to be happy. And everything's not always going to go your way. And you're going to have demons that are trying to take you out. You're going to have coworkers that hate you. And you're going to have family members that don't like you anymore. You're going to have children that say you done lost your mind. You're going to have, you're going to have uh, husbands and spouses and, and wives. And you're going to have all kinds of stuff go wrong. It's called life. 
But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God knows how to help you through any circumstance. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's not going to be all rosy, but Jesus said he would be right there with you and walk us through any circumstance or situation. And so when we present the gospel, we have to tell people this so that they understand it's not, it may not be perfect, but Jesus is going to be with you and you're going to make it through anything. And so he said, these are the ones on the rock who hear it, receive the word with joy. They have no root. They believe for a while. And in the time of temptation, they just fall away. Look at verse 14. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with the cares, with cares, riches, and pleasures of life. And bring no fruit, he says, to maturity. Now this is important also because what happens is, People have it in their mind that walking with God is just a get-rich-quick scheme. How can God help me to get rich? And the cares of this life, the desires for other things, pleasure, riches, come in and it says choke the word. Now, I like this. He says, and he says it here, I like it. He says, they bring and bring no fruit to maturity. So this tells me that these are the kind of people that hang around church and are churchy. And they know that they know the language. How you doing? Brother, I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm doing good. You know, God is on the throne. I'm here too. Praise God. You know, they know the language and they, 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 <laughs> and they talk a good game. But you never see them growing. They never bring forth fruit to maturity. But they know the language. But they're so consumed with the cares of this life. And so consumed with riches. So consumed with pleasures. They're so consumed with making it big. They're so consumed with blowing up. They're so consumed with, you know, becoming popular and all those things that, that they never get mature, but they know some scriptures. And they know how to, you know, it's amazing. You watch some of these reward shows and, and the people get up on stage. and I just like to thank God for this. I just like to thank God. I want to thank God. Man, have you listened to your lyrics, man? God didn't tell you to sing that. But those are people, mama raised them in the church. So they know they better give God, they better say something about God. But God didn't inspire them to, rock, to be singing about that. Calling women this and how, I slept with this person and we shot this guy up and we, we this and we that. And God didn't inspire you to, to do that. Some of these guys have become, they're becoming popular because they kind of, they're trying to, they, they're trying to trick the church because they'll sing these songs that have a little bit of stuff about God on them. Then the rest of the songs they got, they're talking about how many women they slept with. 
Then they get up and they say, well, look at God, you know, I just, and people, and then they, they try to grab some people from the church so they can get money from them and then grab people from, you can't do both. Now, I'm just saying this because if you're going to, if you're going to be doing that and living foul and talking about how many women you slept with and how much drugs you took and, and all this other crazy stuff, God's not in that. Now, I'm not saying that you got to, you know, sing every lyric as some spiritual lyric or anything. I'm just saying you can't say that God inspired you to do that. Now, this is important saying, hear me now, because what's happening is, is people are trying to use the church as a tool to get themselves on a secular platform. And the cares of this world. And the seedfulness riches. And I'm not, let's, let's get away from entertainment. Let's talk about on our jobs. We got all these scriptures in our room and in our cubicle. Can I preach this morning, y'all? Do y'all mind? This is important because if your whole pursuit is just to get riches, it's just to blow up and the cares of this world and all these other things. It will choke out your spiritual maturity. And God never designed for us to, re- to, to grow in God and remain babies for the rest of our lives. That's not his purpose. He wants us to grow up. But if we're spending more time and our whole focus is just pleasures... What's pleasing me than what we're doing? We're short-circuiting the growth process before God. God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He wants us to, to, you know, he wants us to do all those things. But at the same time, we have to stop and ask myself, what really is my pursuit in all of this? What is my pursuit? Man, my whole life. My wife will tell you, man, I'm, 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 we're reading articles. I'm 18. I'm playing in the NFL. I'm doing this. Man, I just look and I see how God allowed me to get there. I'm playing in the NFL and I'm sitting in my house. And I said this to myself, is this it? My wife, my wife will tell you, she was there at home. Is this it? There's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than this, man. Then God says, hey, I know you're a first-round draft pick. I know you're averaging 5.2 yards of carry in the NFL. I want you to, to put that down. It's time. You put that down. See, I want you to walk away from that. Where am I going? Just follow me. I got you. You know, what happens is, but this is the thing. If God asks you to put something down, are you willing to put it down? 
Or does it have you so tight that you can't let it go? So for all of us, we have to see that the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for pleasure and other things is going to come in and try to choke out your relationship with God and your growth. But I watch people go to church, but they're never growing because their whole mind is just consumed with some this other pursuit that they really don't get a chance to really fall in love. They really don't fall in love with God. Then when God takes you and puts you on a pedestal, then praise God, he puts you up there. He puts you up there. Praise God, he puts you up there. Thank God he puts you up there. But being up there doesn't have you. Hello, Joseph. When Joseph got to Potiphar's house, he was good. When he got to the prison, he was good. When he got to the palace, his heart was so bent on God that God knew that he can trust him by putting him in the palace because the palace wasn't going to defile him. Can I have an amen, y'all? The palace didn't defile him. And for us, it's the same thing. I want God to be able to say, I can take you and put you wherever I want, and I know you're not going to let that corrupt you. You'll always represent me because you have me first in your life. That's what we want. Can I have an amen? And And you've grown up because you haven't let that choke out the word of God that I have placed in your life. He says this in verse 15. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit, he says, with patience. So now as God has given us the opportunity to sow seeds, we know the devil's going to try to steal seeds. We know some are going to spring up quickly. But when temptation comes, they're, 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 they're going to fall. We know that there's people that they'll hear the word of God, but they're not going to grow because the cares of this world have consumed them and the desire for other things and, and, and their passions and, and pleasures and stuff have got a hold of them. They'll come to church, but they don't want to really grow in God. So we don't get frustrated when we see those conditions. We say this is just where a person's heart is right now. We, just, we believe in God to continue to work with them and change their heart. But I'm not going to get frustrated. Now watch this. And change everything about the church. We got to change it all. We got to make this place like a movie theater. All right. And we're going to get some smoke So and then when they when I come out, I'm they go, I'm gonna come out like I'm like I'm in a boxing match or something. And I'm gonna come out here and, and I'm gonna make a I'm just gonna act a fool. So everybody will come back because they had a lot of fun in church. But they don't get the word. And what happens is pastors, leaders, ministers. People get frustrated because they don't realize what Jesus just said. And he says it here. Therefore, take, he says, but the ones that fell on good ground are those having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with what? That there's also a process to this. 
You can have people that have great noble hearts, good and noble hearts. They're in the congregation. They're on your job. They're your neighbors. They're people that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And they're seeking God. And they're in the process of really trying to get to know God. And they're bearing fruit. But they're bearing fruit at a pace that maybe you may not see or even desire. But they're bearing fruit with patience and it's coming forth and we have to have enough wisdom to say God has got their hand on that person let's just enjoy the process and see what God does in their heart they're bearing fruit with patience don't try to be hasty with this we don't want to rush through we don't want to rush through people okay as soon as they come they got to do this then they got to do that then they got to do that you know all right next one we're got to do this God no that's not how we do things here at the church This isn't an assembly line. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? This isn't an assembly line. This is real life. And people go through their process. Our job, when we know people have a good, noble heart, they're trying. They're trying to get their lives together. We walk with them through the process. And they bear fruit with patience. They don't have a stony heart. The devil hasn't stole the seed. They're not in a position where the cares of this world have choked them out. They're they're in a position where they're growing. So we want to let them grow without pushing them off the ledge. What takes wisdom as a sower, because I am a sower, to be able to see this. God's got his hand on that person. Let's just be patient. Watch what God. God's after them. But they haven't changed yet. Well, Well, you didn't change in one day either. And God is still working on you. Can I have an amen, y'all? So let's, let's work with them. Pastor, they backslid again. Okay, well, do they want to come back? Yeah, well, let's try to help them. Let's clean them up, get them up. Let's get them up. Get them up, get mad at them, and then get them up and say, let's go. Let's get back in the game. Let's get back in the game. And so what happens is with patience, and then let me say this to all of us here as saints, we got to stop beating ourselves up because we're still growing too. And we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey man, you're going to make it through this. Now get up. Let's go. People get ashamed. Well, I've been around the church for 20 years and I just stumbled. Well, yeah, you stumbled. Now, are you going to get up? Yes. Okay, get up. Let's go. I'm never going back to the church again because I'm embarrassed. Well, you're not going to find any church. Because nobody in this room is perfect. Amen? And we're all on the potters. Well, get up and get back in the, in the game. Get back in and let God do what he's doing. Well, we have to have enough patience with ourselves also when we're growing. This is one of the greatest deceptions of the devil. He, has, he does a good job. He, and he's good. He's formidable. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. But you know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Well, what he does is he'll never tell you when you're doing good. So he always keeps us in a position where, where he wants to keep us in a position where, where we feel like we're never doing anything right. But when you are doing things right, you are doing things right. Stop listening to the devil. And sometimes the people outside of you can see you growing more than you can see yourself growing. And that's natural. 
And so it's good to be able to listen to people and then, and then also have a perspective where I'm never as bad as the devil is saying, but I'm never as good as I'm telling myself. <laughs> God's just working on me. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so he says this, and we're going we're gonna to get out of here. He says, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, kept it and bear fruit with patience. So I want to bear fruit with patience, but I also, lastly, I want to make sure I keep that which God has given to me. Now, this is important because you're accountable for what you know. You and I are accountable for what we've heard. So we can't stand before God when we've heard great preaching, when we've heard the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, and we have knowledge of that which is right. We can't stand before God and say, well, it was somebody else's fault. They never told me. Well, you have a Bible. Somebody did preach that message. You got to remember, Jesus is not going to like forget what you heard. He's, he's omniscient. That means he knows everything. Everything. Okay? And then he's omnipresent. That means that he was sitting right there. When, he, when you heard what he heard, that you heard. So it's not like he wasn't there. He was there. He's there listening. And so for us, we have to see that when we hear something, we want to keep it. That's my truth right there. That's, that's my truth. I'm hanging on to that. I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to go home and meditate on it tonight. I'm going to sit up and just mull on it just a little bit so I get it in my spirit. So it's in my memory bank. And then the Holy Spirit can bring it to my remembrance so that I'm, I'm locked in when it comes to this situation as a sower. I'm on my job and somebody's there and I'm giving them a good word. And then right after I gave them a good word, I see this person come over and try to pick them off and try to counteract what I just said. Okay, that's what he was talking about in the book of Luke chapter 8. Where he said the enemy would come immediately to try to steal the word that I just sowed in that person's life. Okay, I see what's going on. I'm coming back though. I'm going to be back tomorrow on you. Man, I minister to this person. This person's a great person. I love them, man. They're, they look like they're on fire. But we're going to see how much fire they're on when they get tempted. To see if they got some root in themselves to endure the temptation. Pastor, I want to do right. I want to give my life to right. I, okay, well, you know, you got to lose your black book, man. You got to lose it. You got to lose it. Let it go. Are you willing to let that black book go? I was thinking about it. I, I'm going to pray about it. The devil is a lie. You don't need to pray about that black book. Trash it. Can I have an Amen. Man, this person's on fire. They love God. They're growing. Man, they got a good and noble heart. They're sincere about their walk with Christ. Man, it seems like they're growing a little slower than the other ones. But you know what? He said, 
they, they bear fruit, he says, with patience. Okay, so we're going to let them just grow. Saints, all of us, whether we realize it or not, have been here before. <laughs> We've been here before. All of these, I've been in, I've been in all of these. At some stage in my life, I, was, I experienced every single one of these heart conditions. And I sometimes, you know, you sit back and you kick yourself. Man, why didn't I listen to that person? When I was 12 years old and really gave my life, they were ministering to me. Well, my heart wasn't right. It wasn't right. Man, I wasted all them years. But you're here now. Can I have an amen? amen? So that means that when we're dealing with people, and I'm going to say this in closing, when we're dealing with people that have these conditions, don't get so high up on your pedestal that you don't understand where other people were at when you were in the same position at some point in your life. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.